0: Two words to describe Gary Meacham are supportive and treasure. Today we're talking a lot about worry, and I want to say why I think Gary Meacham is supportive. When I'm struggling with worry, I call her, and she's supportive. She points me toward Jesus. The other word is treasure. She's a treasure for so many people. She runs a ministry, and she is a treasure, a gift, to that ministry. She has friends, she has family, she's a genuine friend. She is a treasure for so many people that she loves. Welcome to the show, Gary Meacham. We're so happy you're with us to talk about worry. Wow. I mean, sometimes it's not that fun to talk about worry, but you know what? We all experience it. And so I'm so excited for our audience to just hear about worry. I know you speak on worry all the time. You've had lots of your own experiences about
1: worry. So welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Alita. First of all, thanks for those amazingly kind words that you said you're a treasure to me, too. I love you so much. Thanks for having me on the show. You know how much I love you and how much I love women of faith. Okay, we could be talking for hours, so audience, watch out, right? (laughs) Truly.
0: I love talking with you about so many things, and over the last couple of days, we've been uh, teaching and equipping people through our collection of classes. And one of the classes we just have been working on is Worry, and right. so we thought it only made sense to do a show as well. So today we get to talk about Worry. Yeah, If our audience is listening and they really are struggling with Worry, that class is so good. The Women of Faith collection of classes on Worry is so good, you did such an amazing job. There's so many things that we can't cover in this show right. that we covered in the class. <laughs> right. So I want to just touch on worry. Tell us like, wow, give us some personal experience.
1: Why, why worry? What? Yeah. Tell us so much about, about it. You know, <laughs> I I have actually really struggled with worry. Yeah. And it's embarrassing. Alita, it's embarrassing because I've written books on that, okay? <laughs> so, I, you know, I realized at one point in my life that what I thought was praying was actually really worrying yeah. with God words at the beginning and the end of it. it. It'd be like, oh Lord, worry, 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 in Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. There was no praying in there, no believing, it was just all worry. And so there was a certain time frame in my life and looking back on it, I can truly pinpoint when God started to deal with me in this worry yeah. issue. And you know, for some people, you go through seasons of life and you may go through a time where not much is rattling you, just the basic ins and outs of life. But mm-hmm. for me, I hit this season, Alita, that was, I I look back on it and I call it the season of suffering. Oh. And it felt like everything was hitting us. You know, we kept losing jobs, and and there were so many ups and downs in in Bobby's career and mine. Um, we we went through some health issues. My little brother was diagnosed with multiple myeloma and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, mm-hmm. lymphoma in this time frame. But the biggest worry for me was what I went through with our oldest daughter. Mm-hmm. And you know, you send your your child off to college, and you're Excited, She got into the school of her dreams. She was a film major, and we were so excited. But within the first couple months of school, we suffered a big blow as a family. She was attacked, and it was a traumatic experience for her. And as we began to understand what, what happened that night, you know, the whole family just kind of went on high alert, or at least Bobby and I, and and she did. But as we've been told by counselors, sometimes when you go through a trauma, you don't remember everything. Yeah. And so it was several months later that she began to remember what happened that night. And then we just went into full-blown almost emergency state within our family, counseling and getting some medicine for some depression and just some some deep diving into healing and trying to get past this. And what I found in myself over the next few years with my oldest daughter is that I was in a literal State of worry, right? Everything was worry, right? I mean, I would get Constant. up in the morning and worry, worry, worry all day, and then to bed at night, worry, worry, worry. And here I am, a believer that's teaching yeah. on worry, yeah. Treat, you know, teaching on trusting God. And there was one day I'll never forget it, Alita. I was <laughs> standing at a, at my closet. This seems to be where I get a lot of wisdom is standing at my closet. <laughs> I don't know, and I will never forget that i actually sensed the lord saying to me you believe in me but you don't believe me
0: wow
1: you believe in me you don't believe me you're so worried you're so caught in worry and i went straight from that closet to my bible and i opened up to one of the minor prophets habakkuk and i i opened to this scripture that i love and it says this it says record the vision on a tablet. So the one who reads it, don't you, Yeah, can run. And then it says, though it tarries, wait for it. It will certainly come. And I knew in that moment what God was asking me to do. He was asking me to take all my worry about Brooke. I mean, I had the scenarios built out in her life, you know, all my worry about Brooke and to turn that into a vision for her life. And the Lord really showed me that I was praying from a posture of what I call ditch prayer. We used to have this ditch behind my house in Colorado that I grew up in, and it was so nasty, but you would have thought we had beachfront property. We were in that (laughs) ditch all the time, you know, inner tubing down it. And I'll never forget one day coming out and there was this black thing on my skin. I thought it was a snail. And and our neighbor told me it was a leech. And so this imagery of a leech just sucking the life out, and you're so used to it, it's just kind of sitting there sucking Mm -hmm. the life out of you. Uh, This image of praying from a ditch posture came to Mm me. And I recognized that instead of praying with vision, all I was doing is worrying and praying from a ditch. And so I started Good. to write down in that notebook ditch prayer, vision prayer. Oh, I love it. And and the opposite of 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 one another. And I started literally for one year, every single day, I prayed the vision I had over my daughter. And I wrote it all out. Mm-hmm. And you know, things didn't change immediately, right. but I did. Right. The circumstances didn't, I right. did. Right. And I moved out of the pit of worry into an actual productive state of prayer.
0: right?
1: And that's that's really, I mean, oh, I could say so many examples, and you know yeah. we talk about it further in the class we've done together on worry, but but that to me is the most precious, because Alita, that oldest daughter just had a baby, yes. her and her husband, wow. and to see that cycle of new life and to, to see where she is now 10 years later, yeah from that time frame of our life is just remarkable.
0: At Women of Faith, we not only care about your spiritual health, we care about your physical health too. In fact, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians that our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and that we are to be obedient to Him by taking care of the body God gave us. Our new sponsor, Faithfully Fit and Free, shares this belief and they're driven by a passion for helping people achieve a healthy body, a healthy spirit, and a healthy mind. You can visit faithfullyfitandfree.com to discover products that give you more energy and support your immunity, along with superfoods, personal care, and more. I personally love their mission and their products because I feel incredible taking them, and I know you'll love them too. Plus, when you place your first Smart Ship order, you'll receive a free devotional. Check out faithfullyfitandfree.com where the focus is on a healthy body, a healthy spirit, and a healthy mind. When life gets hard, it helps to know you're not alone. If you or someone you care about is battling anxiety or depression or loneliness, our comprehensive collection of classes and resources cover more than 100 topics like these. All of our classes are based on biblical truth, giving you hope beyond what the world has to offer. Sign up to watch the Women of Faith collection of classes at Liftable TV and start moving toward the freedom you crave. We envision a world transformed by women living victoriously with Him. We prepare our kids to be able to speak up for what they believe in.
1: God wants to provide for us all the wisdom and the knowledge that we need. He wants you to have
0: a group of friends. He wants you to feel like you belong. He wants you to be in community because we're made for a relationship. Watch over 80 diverse Christian programs, including the Women of Faith show and classes on Liftable. The thing that I always want people to know that with Jesus, you can live victoriously, despite the struggle, right. despite right. the worry, that's despite it, the hardship, you can always live in
1: victory, right? There is the other side of it. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And I know that worry, it can consume us. We both know that it can take us down. And it had taken me down to where I could see no way out. Yeah. I was in the ditch, you know, but it, it's so amazing when you put that That energy, you know, worry. I always say it's like a rocking chair. You can spend all the energy you want to rocking yourself silly. It's not taking you anywhere. You're never going to move from here to here in a rocking chair. You're going to stay put.
0: You know, you and I talk a lot about thought life, renewing our mind and getting the junk out, the ditch, right? (laughs) Junk out, right? And renewing our mind with scripture, with what does God say about this, right? Because if we're worrying, we're not we're not in truth that's right we're not believing the truth when we're in worry because god does not want us in worry ever he wants us to be living in truth and so um we have actually done our trainings together at icci and that is life coaching curriculum to help people become life coaches for our audience people may not know what that is right they, they can check it out it's icci and where we're teaching women how to become life coaches Christian women life coaches and I love that session that we did together on thought life it's such Mm -hmm. a huge it has been one of the biggest things to help me have a transformation in my life to go from the thoughts that I used to have and renewing my mind into what conforms to jesus yeah becoming in the likeness of jesus it all starts with our thought life and renewing our minds and so i love talking about that and it just goes so hand in hand with worry you cannot really live in a state of being right with god and being living a righteous life and doing the things that he's calling you to do when you're worrying that's
1: right it's really impossible you know our favorite Arthur. Well, I kind of made him your favorite <laughs> author. I'm sorry. I sent you a book this thick, remember? Yes. Thank you for sending me uh, the book that will take me 10 years to read. It might take till you die, but <laughs> yeah. Oswald Chambers ha- is one of our favorite yeah. writers and, and and teachers. He's been dead a long time, but he's so amazing. Oh, I still learn so from good. him. You know what he says, Alita, about worry? And this is big. It's it's hard. He says, worry is infidelity yeah. towards God. Yeah. I don't want to cheat on God. Yeah. I'm not going to be cheating on God. I want everything he has yeah. for me. I love that. Mm-hmm. And living in that victory without worry. Yeah. And there's going to be times where we go into worry, mm-hmm. but not always. Right. Yeah. right. We know how to get out of it. Right. Right. We know how exactly. to get out of the ditch. Okay. So we're going to come back to worry. Mm. But right now I want to ask you,
0: what is something that people may not know about you?
1: Oh gosh, something they may not know about me. Well, you know, I'm married to a pro baseball Mm -hmm. player. I think you mentioned that Mm -hmm. um, at the the start of the show. And people always think that lifestyle is so glamorous. Oh, you know, the limelight, you know, it has its moments of glamor, no doubt. But in our first 10 years of marriage, girl, we moved 47 times. And we only counted it a move if we had to turn on electric, you know, get the bills into that, that, that name, that place, Mm. that address. So we've been married, uh, uh, this is embarrassing. I can't remember how long it's like (laughs) in the thirties, in the (laughs) thirties years, like I think it's like 35, 36. I don't know. Sorry, Bobby. Um, Anyway, we've moved many times since then, but in the first 10 years, 47 times some people don't know that. They think baseball life is like all glamor, but it's it's becoming very familiar with moving. That's what I it is. I don't
0: even think, I, as you're saying that, I'm thinking, how many times have I moved in my entire life? Yeah. Maybe 10? 10? Ten? Ten? Maybe. Maybe. That's more not than move, a lot of people too. I did not move until I graduated high school. I, I was in one home wow. all through wow. growing up. Yeah, so very different yeah. lifestyle. Truly. you lived all across country. Yeah. Wow. Well, you must have hidden talents,
1: oh gosh that <laughs> that's a funny question, <laughs> not really no, I don't know. you know my kind of big talents I love I love to write and I love all that obviously this is a funny thing that is actually still kind of a hidden talent, okay I loved cheerleading my whole life. Wow. I was a cheerleader in sixth grade in eighth grade all through high school yeah. and Even now, like my girls, because they were cheerleaders and dancers, will will bust out moves, and they're like, (laughs) "Mom, you can still cheer." You know, it's embarrassing, but I cheer more like spiritually. You know, I always say I'm cheering you wildly, but I can actually still cheer. I'm not going to get up and do a cheer right now, but I could. If the set was larger, I could. Would you? I would not tumble. But I could cheer. I was a tumbler growing up. I was in gymnastics. I believe that. We could have made a good team back right. then. Yeah. And my
0: daughter did competitive cheer and high school cheer. And so. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I love that. It's yeah. fun. And you know, it is a learned thing. You know,
1: when you are a cheerleader, I think that's really cool to see how that's been a thread through your whole life, really. Yeah, I'm a spiritual cheerleader now, but cheerleading was the joy of my life growing up. Like I had such a hard childhood that that it just, I loved it. I loved everything about it. You mm-hmm. know, I loved cheering a team and I loved the actual physical cheering and just all of that. Yeah. So I don't know that it's a hidden talent. It was something I really loved <laughs> growing up.
0: you know we're talking about worry and i want to just equip you very briefly on worry because i think there's a lot of confusion that can actually arise on the topic because i think sometimes the culture is telling us that it's okay to worry that living in this constant state of worry but actually it's not because you can go from worry to having a healthy concern about something worrying is paralysis when you're immobilized not doing what God is really asking you to do. So you go from paralysis to mobilization, from inaction to action. If you are worried there's an inaction and God wants you to live obedient into his will by trusting him, he wants you to live in peace. He wants you to live in a peace beyond understanding. Because when you are in where you have a distorted Thought process. And so he wants you over here. He wants you to have a healthy concern over topics. I love what Philippians 4 6 to 7 says. It says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. Do you want to experience a deeper relationship with Jesus? Join me for inspiring conversations that will equip you to walk more fully in God's purpose for your life. On my show, you'll meet a wide range of guests who are impacting the kingdom in meaningful ways every day. Check out the latest episodes only on Liftable. So leaders are always learning. Right. And so I want to know what is... Inspiring you lately, or what's
1: been something that you've been learning that's been pivotal for you lately? Yeah, ooh, I love that question. It's funny. I know exactly what it is. <laughs> there is this little booklet, and I received it from a woman that works with me. Uh, you know her, G House. Uh, she gave it to me. We have been learning from a CEO. You know, I'm a CEO of a nonprofit, and I love to learn from other CEOs and other leaders, like you said, she gave us this little book, and I didn't think anything of it. It looks like just a little pamphlet book, right? And it has a plain cover. It just simply says, God guides. Oh,
0: yes. Okay. So I got
1: you, the or I referred you to the book. Right. right? Okay. Amazing. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about it. So this woman, her name's Mary Gee. She went to be a missionary in India, you know, and she's since passed, but her... Teaching her writing has so revolutionized what I do and how I think and how I pray. She simply talked about going through so much of her life, even as a missionary, right, not listening to God. So often, and even today we've talked a lot about prayer, prayer, prayer. We're praying, we're talking to God. But often we don't take time to listen. Right. Right? And so she talks about how she would just sit with somebody that's having a problem and they, they, they pray, but she'll go, now let's listen. Yes. Let's try to listen for an answer. Yep. Let's hear what Jesus has to say about it. And it's very simple, Alita. It's simply this, be still, number one. Then she talks about get a paper and pencil out, tell Jesus the problem, and then be quiet. Yep. Actually listen. And it may take a few minutes, but just listen. You may hear a scripture stir, you might just really sense um, it, you know, a direction, a guidance um, from God. And she is so precious in the way she describes this in all these scenarios in that book. I love it. Do you remember uh, just the little story she talked about the egg?
0: actually that's the most
1: memorable girl one because it's like how weird it was okay, so t- it was tell, weird. all right so I'll, I'll i'll tell you so she talked about a woman that was annoying her that she worked with and she taught in this um, little missionary school elementary so one of the teachers or workers there really annoyed her and so she decided to take that to listening prayer yeah so she prays about it right and while she's doing listening prayer all she can seem to sense it is, give her an egg, give her an egg. Now this woman had 10 children and she was raising these 10 children on her own, an egg. 10 kids. Yeah. What is one egg going to do? Right. So she was so embarrassed that she didn't do it. And all day long, one egg, one egg, one egg kept coming up to her. She gets back to her little shanty um, of a home that day after teaching. There is a rooster, or is it a hen? I don't yeah. know, a hen, yeah. sitting on her chair inside her house. And when the rooster gets up, there's one egg. Okay, so she picks up the egg and she goes, I'm getting the message. Yeah. She walks it to this woman's home and she's too embarrassed to even give it to the woman. So she gives it to the woman of the wo- one of the women's 10 children. He gives it to her. Later that night, knock, knock, knock on Mary's door. It's that woman. Yeah. And she comes to her and she just says, Mary, you have no idea that egg meant everything yeah. to me. I made it, I so ate good. it, I was starving, I had no more food, my kids had eaten yeah. all the food for the day. She said it felt like I had a plate of eggs. Yeah. And Alita, what ended up happening from that is much later, um, one of her children was deathly ill. Yeah. And they came in, they ran to Mary. And Mary ran to the site of this deathly ill child. They thought the child was dead. And so they were gathered around this child and they were praying. And Mary, as they were praying, felt, as she was just listening to the Lord, she got an idea, go get some clay from outside the huts and warm it. So they got the clay, they put it on the child's chest, who they thought was dead. The child began to cough and sat up Mm -hmm. alive. And that child went on to be one of the most proficient and well-known doctors in India. Now, what would have happened if she hadn't listened in prayer and taken one egg. How stupid is that? But the one egg is what led, really, to this life-saving encounter with this child and the friendship that she and this woman had was so endearing from that day on. I love that, so that that book is amazing. and
0: I I love the book too. Um, It has given me just little tidbits of, listen, if you're in a relationship you don't just talk at the person that's that's our prayer right we're praying praying it's one direction but you don't have a relationship with jesus unless you're actually listening back that's right and that's what she did and what if she hadn't done that but you know what what is god asking us to do that's the lesson that i learned is what's the one thing the one egg that god is asking me to do that i think is stupid but Maybe potentially weird, that's maybe that's a better word, but what is the one thing that I'm being asked to do and I need to live in obedience and my prayer is I want to live in obedience. I want to w- live in the will of God.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what am I willing to do to, to live into that righteousness that he's calling us to? That's right. It may just be as dumb as an egg, but we just say yes, yes. right? We listen. Yes, Lord. I and will we say yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Listen,
0: I want to close with two different things. I want you to share a truth bomb, and a truth bomb is like, hey, if you're going to walk away from this show today, what's the one thing that you're going to remember that
1: Gary said is just like impactful? Yeah, wow. Well, you know, so many women and men ask me, Alita, just as I, I travel around, they say, I do try to pray, Gary, yeah. but I don't think God hears. Wow. I'm not sure that he's hearing me because perhaps they feel like they're not seeing answers. And this is what I want to say, really just in truth, that God hears every prayer that we pray, every prayer. Now, how does He answer? He answers in one of three ways. Sometimes His answer is yes. That's an open door, that something works out easily. I love when answers are yes. (laughs) You just kind of know it, you walk through it. Sometimes God may answer no. So why does God answer no? It's always one of two reasons. Either he's protecting you from something or he has something better for you than you're praying. Right? right? And then the third way that he answers is not yet, but coming soon. Sometimes we're not ready for what we're praying for. We're not ready for it. And sometimes somebody else isn't ready for what we're praying for and it's gonna impact them. So sometimes the truth bomb girl Thank i mean you. it right so we wow. just have to to yeah. understand that god is always answering and hearing our prayers we just have to understand the context yeah. of how he answers yeah, and I hears. think about
0: that throughout my life yeah wow yeah i mean everybody can point to so many um examples of that in their own life can't they right you know i don't want to miss the opportunity before we leave here today With you sitting here next to me, you're so wise. I want you to share one last piece of advice that just on any topic that you want to share about before we leave today.
1: Mm, Wow. Well, I know most of our our audience may be women. I, I know we may have some men watching, which is amazing as well, but I really believe that women are the thermostats of the home. I really do it's almost like our temperature can really (laughs) dictate the way things feel in a home if we're frigid and icy and mad and cold our home might feel that way but if we're warm and 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 not perfect right never perfect but if we're warm and inviting and honest and engaging then our home feels like that and i want a comfortable home i want comfortable relationships and i've realized that that as a woman i'm I'm, I'm that thermostat yeah. often, you so. Are.
0: Well, thank you for being on the show. You are warm, I love you. I'm so thankful Aww. for you sharing your wisdom and just being a true friend. I think the uh, the, the audience, the women li- listening just need to know what it takes to be a true friend. And I think that's such a great piece of advice. Like, be the thermostat in your own home, be yeah. warm. Yeah. You are, I know you are, thanks Aww. for being
1: on. You are too, I love you so much, thanks.
0: Was brought to you in part by Faithfully Fit and Free, ICCI, and OneShare. To learn more, go to womenoffaith.com.